In all the busyness of starting a new school year, have you forgotten some of the benefits of choosing this lifestyle for our families? Today, we're going to take a few minutes to remind ourselves of some of the physical benefits of homeschooling. I'll cover the mental, emotional, and spiritual benefits in future episodes. It's going to be kind of like a pep talk as we start this school year. Welcome everyone to the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to nine, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. Oops, I was wrong. Nana to 10. (laughs) I keep forgetting that little sprout, that little bean, which by the way, we just found out is going to be a little girl. We're super excited. We would have been thrilled with another boy out of nine grandkids. Seven of them are boys. And so that would have been an eighth boy and we would have been absolutely thrilled. But God is blessing us with a sweet little girl in January. So we're super excited about that. Anyway, I'm also a 28-year veteran homeschooling mom and um, I have authored three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. It's uh, really a homeschooling mom's favorite, quite frankly, because it is so mercifully short, which is really funny because when I wrote the book, it was my first book. I self-published it. I sat down and I wrote down everything that I would want a mom to know um, who was maybe starting to homeschool or feeling discouraged in her homeschooling journey. And it it ended up being about 64 pages long. (laughs) And so when I was finished writing it, I was saying to myself, well, this doesn't seem like a very long book. And then I said to myself, well, this is all I have to say for now. (laughs) So I published the book and over 40,000 copies later, uh, it continues to sell really well, which is just such a blessing because I love the fact that God took that tiny little book and a little bit that I had to say, and he has multiplied it and made it enough for so many moms in so many ways. And so um, that's the kind of God we serve. He's a God of loaves and fishes. Um, I've also written um, another book. I ended up with more to say, and that is The 4-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. And uh, this is covering kindergarten through 12th grade and just talking about why school does not have to take all day. I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but I will tell you why, because that's way more important. Um, When you know why, because you know your family better than I do, it will be better, easier for you to figure out the how if you know the why. So that's what I share in the four-hour school day. I also have a, a digital download that you can get for free. It's a devotional that I wrote specifically to accompany the four-hour school day. And if you would like that, um, all you have to do is sign up for my monthly email newsletter. And so I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. The other book that I wrote is called Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. This is 31 Days in God's Word. And this little book is one where I just share Uh, so many of the sort of the main passages in scripture that God has brought me back to over and over and over again throughout the years that have been such a comfort and a guide to me as a homeschooling mom. And so uh, there's a little place for journaling in there as well. So Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, all three of those books are available at my website, DorindaWilson.com. You can also find them at Amazon and you can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the two places that I just mentioned. I would also like to remind you that I have a mentoring course, and this is where I talk about what it looks like to take a simple, unhurried approach to homeschooling kindergarten through 12th 
grade. And this is just a series of videos with resources, stories, um, instruction, explanation, kind of going in deeper uh, with the whole unhurried homeschooler theme. And I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well if you'd like to check that out. All right. Um, You guys have heard me talk about CTC math for some time now. But I'm wondering if you've tried it out yet. CTC Math provides online video tutorials that make learning math easy and effective. This online math program uses creative graphics and animation that are sure to grab and keep your child's attention. Start your free trial today by visiting ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. And I'll leave that link in the show notes as well. I would love it if you would take just a minute to review or rate the podcast from wherever you're listening. This encourages the platforms to show the podcast to moms who might not otherwise have seen it. Now, this is just an easy way to spread encouragement to other moms. So if you would just take a minute to do that, um, I would really appreciate it. If you can't, no problem at all. But uh, like I said, I would appreciate it if you could take a minute to do that. Now, as we head into the new school year, I thought it would be good to remind ourselves of the benefits of homeschooling, to both put some wind in our sails and to remind us of some of the many reasons that we're doing what we're doing. So um, I'll be talking about the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual benefits of, um, and I'll be doing that in separate episodes to keep them shorter in length and make them more easily accessible for you. So one of the main physical benefits, and I think we it's important that we remind ourselves of this on a regular basis, um, we are protecting our kids from literal physical harm, uh, bullying, molestation, even sicknesses and germs. Um, you know, it's it's amazing when you actually stop and think through the possibilities that could happen at school. And the reason that I want to stop and mention this is because our job as parents is to protect our kids. And many, many parents have pulled their kids from school for these very reasons. But I'm thinking if we could do this before these things start happening, um, boy, what a blessing to our children. I remember uh, back in the day when I wondered, you know, the same things we always wonder all along the way through our journey. Am I doing enough? Am I am I doing an adequate job? Am I doing right by my kids when it comes to their education? And I remember talking to a Titus II mom about this. And she looked at me and she said, Dorinda, if you never teach your kids anything and you keep them out of the public school, you will have done them a favor. And never has that been more true than now. Think this through. And this is what I thought through before we made the decision to homeschool. Actually, I probably kind of already had made the decision to homeschool. But as I thought through some of the reasons why uh, the benefits of homeschooling, specifically the physical benefits, uh, one of the things that I thought of was the fact that when we send our kids to school, or any place for that matter, where there is a variety of children, um, we are taking a risk if we're going to leave them alone there. I envisioned that, you know, like you've got this classroom of kids and statistically speaking, most of them are not being raised in good godly homes, right? We know that's a fact, okay? So they're gonna take those values, habits, the things they've learned, even the ways that they have been hurt themselves. And they 
more than likely are going to inflict that on other children that they go to school with. Now, I'm not blaming these children for this because I believe that especially in the younger years, um, these kids have been influenced by parents. They're just a result of of their parents' influence and the, the ungodliness and the sin in their homes. But my point is, do I want to take the risk that my child, just one trip to the bathroom, one trip to the bathroom with the wrong kid, and things can happen. And I just thought to myself, I am not willing to take that risk. Um, in an upcoming episode, actually in a previous episode, I talked with Julie Lowe um, about her book, Safeguards. If you did not listen to that podcast, I would really encourage you to go and listen to it because just because we homeschool doesn't mean there aren't potentially dangerous situations. But let me just say that just the fact that we homeschool is a huge step in protecting our kids physically from molestation, from bullying, from uh, sicknesses and germs. You know, like they're going to be exposed to stuff at the grocery store, the library, church, that kind of thing. Um, But to put them continually in, maybe a classroom could be called a germ capsule, I don't know, um, where, you know, maybe all kids don't have the same level of hygiene. There's just a lot of potential for things. And so I just feel like it's important to stop and acknowledge that that is a legitimate way to protect our children, that homeschooling provides a legitimate way to protect our children physically from these specific things. Um, So one thing that I want to emphasize is when we homeschool, this setting provides more daily accountability in the areas that I'm going to talk about in terms of the physical benefits of homeschooling. So I'm going to be talking about sleep, exercise, nutrition, daily habits, hygiene. Um, All of these are areas that are physically beneficial to our kids, um, that homeschooling physically benefits them. But one of the main reasons that is, is because we can keep track. We can be, we know what's going on with our kids. Like we have a way better pulse on what's going on with our kids. I remember back in the day um, I had grown a garden like gosh several years in a row and one year in particular that garden just went crazy like it I had such a great harvest and I thought back what did I do differently well what it was was I literally was out in that garden every single day I wasn't out there for copious amounts of time but I had a pulse on what was going on with every plant in that garden so I could waylay any major disasters and the same is true with our children our children are like nurturing a garden so we want to keep a pulse on them physically mentally emotionally and spiritually and homeschooling provides such a great setting for that but what I want to challenge you with moms is are you taking advantage of that are you keeping a pulse on your kids physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, and maybe you're wondering, how do you do that? Well, I obviously by observation, I observe how they're acting, what they're doing, how I know how much sleep they've gotten. I know when they haven't slept well. I know when they haven't been feeling quite right. Um, I know when they may have been exposed to something. I know when they're struggling with a sibling or they're just struggling through the day. They were at school. I wouldn't know these things. And so I have the opportunity to come alongside of them 
disciple them, nurture them, teach them, discipline them, direct them. And in this way, again, we are protecting our children. But are we, again, taking advantage of the setting that we have to be able to do that, to keep a pulse on our kids. I asked my kids questions a lot. You know, they would go out and play and um, they'd come back in to get a snack or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, what are you guys up to? What are you doing? Oh, that's really cool. Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? I would I would say, oh, why do you find that interesting? Lots of question asking. And that was a way to really gauge, um, you know, where they were mentally, emotionally, even spiritually. Um, you know, we're having family worship together. We're reading the Bible together or a devotional together. And um, I get to find out where my kids are. So these are ways that we protect our children physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. But today, again, we're going to focus on physical. I want to start with rest. Newborns from zero to three months, um, they need between 14 and 17 hours of sleep. This includes daytime naps, since newborns rarely sleep through the night. Yes, we all know that. Older infants, four to 11 months, need about 12 to 15 hours of sleep each day. Toddlers between the first and second year of life, they need between 11 and 14 hours of sleep each night. Now, the reason I even bring up babies and toddlers is because if we're homeschooling our kids, those babies and toddlers fit into our homeschooling life. They are not an obstacle to it. They are part of our homeschooling life. And it's easy to think of them as, oh, they're the babies and the toddlers and they're getting in the way of our kids' education. That is absolutely not the truth. They are part of our kids' education. And it's also important for us to protect them and make sure that they're getting the right amount of sleep that they need, the naps that they need. We can't be running around too much if we don't want to deprive our growing babies babies and toddlers. And many times when kids attend school, there's a lot of getting in the car at, you know, at times when maybe the toddler would be sleeping or taking a nap and needs to be napping. Um, there's a lot of staying at home in those early years. And moms, this is not a bad thing, okay? This is actually a wonderful season to be able to be nurturing our children's health. And specifically today, I'm talking about physical health from the very beginning so that they grow and develop um, into healthy little people who start school, but also they grow and develop um, in a healthy way along the way because they're getting the sleep they need, they're getting the nutrition they need. Um, preschoolers, three to five, uh, should get 10 to 13 hours. School-age kids, six to 13 out years, should strive for nine to 11 hours each night. Now, when I was... Um, this was back in the day, I had six kids, nine and under. I remember just being like, Lord, I cannot seem to get four days of book work in. And when I say book work, I'm talking just the nine and seven-year-old. I don't think I was even doing anything with the five-year-old at that point, but I just, the nine and seven-year-old, maybe an hour, hour and a half, I was struggling to get that in four days a week. Seemed like it was always three. So I prayed about it. I was like, Lord, I just, I don't, what is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Please give me wisdom. Show me how to do better at this. And this, it was so clear to me. And I don't doubt that it wasn't the Holy Spirit, but it, it, I, I really do believe the Lord was answering me <laughs> with a question. <laughs> Can you just be happy with three? And I was like, well, yeah. 
I mean, I can be happy with it if you're happy with it. And it was just this peace that came over me when I just realized at this point in the game, three days was what was sustainable for our family in that season. And you guys, I can attest to you, it did absolutely no harm to my children whatsoever. In fact, I think it was beneficial for them because as I settled into those three days, I realized and recognized my kids were learning all the time, not just when we were in the books. They were learning when they were helping with their siblings. They were learning when they were learning to do chores. They were learning when I was giving them, shouldering them with age-appropriate responsibility, letting them play for copious amounts of time in the afternoons, making blanket forts and baking cookies and watching Kratz Creatures and Magic School Bus. They were learning all the time. We had good books laying around. So moms, please understand that if you're in that season where you've got a bunch of little kids, God has you there with a purpose and a plan. Think about the benefits of where you are right now. One of the benefits for me in that season was that I had a great excuse to say no to a lot of things because my kids it just didn't do well. My toddlers and babies couldn't be out for copious amounts of time. I couldn't have my kids involved in co-op. Now, a few years later, we were able to do that, but not at that point in time and not for the next three years. We were home, we had a simple routine, and, um, and I think that is the important thing, simple, consistent, so that we can discipline like we need to. There's a lot of training that happens in those early years. But again, let's go back to the point, rest. We can make sure that our kids are getting the right amount of rest. So if they're not, they didn't sleep well that day, guess what? We can give them a nap in the afternoon or even a nap in the morning if they need it, even if they're school age, right? Or maybe they're not feeling well. And we are like, you know what? You just go ahead and go lay down. They could not do that at school. That would not be an option, okay? So I just want you to understand that. Okay, teenagers, as teens get older, or as kids get older, their sleep need for sleep decreases slightly. Teens ages 14 to 17 require about eight to 10 hours of nightly sleep. Now we all know that teens often try to short themselves on hours. And so again, the accountability is there when we homeschool. We know how much sleep they're getting every night and we know, um, you know, during the day, the amount of energy that they're putting out and whether or not they maybe need to take a little break or a quiet time. We also need to understand that sometimes they may need more sleep during growing spurts. And again, we're observing throughout the day, how are they doing? And we recognize, you know what? I think they're going through a growing spurt right now. They need extra food and extra rest and we can encourage that and give that to them. And again, we're growing healthy kids. Now, let's not forget about the adults. Between the ages of 18 and 64, adults should aim for seven to nine hours of nightly sleep. Moms, sleep deprivation is no joke. Now, I realize that you may have babies at home that are keeping you up at night, but recognize that that is the reality of your life right now and give yourself the margin that you need during the day, uh, whatever that is, whether that's to take nap time, quiet time, rest when the baby rests, um, help me go to bed early. Ask God for wisdom to show you how to protect yourself physically, how to take advantage of the benefits of homeschooling for you as well physically. 
um, in the area of rest. Um, but again, all of this is easier to make a priority if we are homeschooling and not running on someone else's schedule. We have the flexibility to do what is best for our family in whatever season we are in. The big question again is, are we taking advantage of that? Um, our family's experience in terms of naps and quiet time, and I know people will probably have a problem with this or argue with this, but too bad. It worked great for our family and every family has to do what works well for their family. Moms, I had eight kids 13 in 13 years. I needed to have a break in the day, a touch point in the day where I could reconnect with the Lord, with my own heart, do some things that I needed to do, regroup for the rest of the day, because, you know, that morning routine can feel a little bit like a freight train. So we always had naps slash quiet time in the early afternoon. And it was just a quiet time that was integrated into our day throughout our entire homeschooling journey. And, you know, obviously it looked a little bit different when the kids were older, but the point was, I knew that for me and actually for my kids, it was good for us to pull back and take a break. We were, um, you know, we were with each other all day long. And so I think hitting that pause button and everybody going to their corners for an hour or two was very beneficial in many ways, not just um, physically, but mentally, emotionally, and relationally. You know, um, when we are together all the time, it's good for us to have a little time away from each other. So the other area um, that I think is, uh, that is physically beneficial when we homeschool is exercise. Um, ages six to 17 need approximately 60 minutes of exercise per day. Most kids are not getting that and it shows, okay? So as homeschooling parents, we can make sure that our kids are being physically active. We can encourage them. We can take them to the park. I sent my kids outside. I made them go outside. I wanted them to get fresh air, sunshine. This is all part of raising healthy kids. The sunshine is so important for the vitamin D. I um, only used sunscreen minimally. That's a whole other topic because um, there's a lot of chemicals in sunscreen and uh, it can cause skin cancer as much or more than the sun, depending on the situation, all of that. I'm not going to go into that, but if you want to look into that, there's some, some good research behind that. Some much better products out there because I know some of you have very fair skinned kids. I had a couple of those. Um, but my point is, we need to make sure our kids are getting outside. They're getting fresh air. They're in nature. They're getting um, sunshine. I love a thousand hours outside. And, you know, every... Oh gosh, there's a lot of different trends out there in terms of uh, what to do with your kids. And a lot of people are getting on the thousand hours outside thing, which I think is absolutely fantastic. But don't, what I don't want, and I know Jenny wouldn't want this either, who runs thousand hours outside. She would not want this to become a burden. She wants this to be a blessing. But take advantage of that whole idea of having your kids outside. It is amazing how much imagination, creativity, and just how healthy it is for our kids. You know, have their shoes off 
there is something to be said for grounding. It's a scientific thing, not a heebie-jeebie thing. But kids being outside barefoot is so, so good for them. It re- it, it has been proven to reduce anxiety, um, to have all kinds of physical benefits. It makes sense, though. We have this God who made this, created this world for our blessing and benefit. And why wouldn't that be one of those? And so take advantage of that as a homeschooling family. I also made time to exercise. Now it looked different in different seasons, but I needed a little bit of that every day. So the kids played outside. I encouraged lots of physical activity. I did not allow them to be sedentary. Uh, we did yard work. Um, some, t- some parts of cleaning, they're, they're definitely exercise. They're physical. But I tried to always either walk, um, you know, at the minimum, take a good walk. I'm telling you, it can be an absolute lifesaver, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So um, do something, something that's, it does not have to be wild and crazy. It doesn't have to be insane. Just get active, be active. And this is, again, one of the physical benefits of homeschooling. Another physical benefit of homeschooling is nutrition, okay? Moms, are we running around so much that we cannot make nutrient-dense food for our kids? I realize that there are days when, man, it is just, we need to run through Chick-fil-A, right? Nothing wrong with that at all. But is that the exception or the rule? Are we most of the time making food from scratch, These do not have to be complicated recipes. They can be simple. There are so many great simple recipes online, healthy, whole foods. Also, regular mealtimes together. I realize we can't always eat every single meal together, but our family pretty much ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. My husband was only there at dinner time, but he was there every single night. Not everybody can do it quite like that, but make sure that you are having regular mealtimes together. Um... One of the benefits, there's actually research that's done. You can look this up for yourself, but there's research out there that says um, if a family eats like four or five meals together, just dinner per week, their kids were significantly less likely to get involved in drugs, alcohol, give in to peer pressure. It's such a simple thing, but it requires plotting. It requires faithfulness. It requires intentionality. It requires saying, ooh, this is a benefit of homeschooling. Let's take advantage of it. But when it comes to food, let the kids help with the food. I know some moms don't really appreciate that and don't enjoy it. I was actually one of those moms. I tried, I just tried to ask myself at the meals that I was preparing, because I usually just prepared dinner. I had the other, the kids took turns doing breakfast and lunch. When they got a little older, they would do breakfast and lunch for everybody. But when I went to cook, I would ask myself, can I handle having a kid here helping me? And I would try to bring in someone if I possibly could. Now, there were times at the end of the day, it was just like therapy to cook alone. And that's okay too. But if at all possible, involve the kids. Talk about how the good foods affect your body. Um, Stick a veggie tray out. I used to do this. I would throw a veggie tray out onto the table that was just sitting there all afternoon with some ranch in the middle. I could not believe how many vegetables those kids would eat. Now, if I had sat it in front of them at a mealtime, they would never eat them that much. But because it was just sitting there and I wasn't forcing anything and it was basically their only option uh, in between meals, that worked out great. So just put out 
what are their options in between meals? So if they're asking for food, you're like, oh, there are, there are your options. There's cheese and crackers and uh, grapes over there and, a, and a, you know, a tray of vegetables. But having the kids help to fix it also gets them involved in uh, the process, uh, maybe letting them, you know, decide what do we want to put in the veggie tray. And, you know, the thing is also getting rid of things that aren't healthy, just, just, Finish them up or throw them out, whatever you want to do, and don't rebuy them. And then you have to use what is in your house. So make sure that what's in your house is healthy. So um, that's just my encouragement to you. It, but again, all of this takes time and intention, but allows us to raise much healthier kids. The processed food is crap, moms. And you put crap in, well, crap's going to come out. <laughs> sound a little crass. Well, it comes out anyway, but my point is um, it can affect behavior. It can affect long-term health. What we want to do is give our kids a head start. Um, we're, We're teaching them. We're teaching them how to eat well. We're teaching them habits, sleep habits. We're teaching them exercise habits. We're teaching them, um, food habits, by how we live our lives right now. So are we taking advantage of our homeschooling um, situation that allows us to do that? This might mean that we have to drop some other things. Moms, I'm telling you, this is just that important that we are taking advantage in the areas that we believe God wants us to. Um, In each of the areas that I described, we're taking advantage of the fact that we homeschool And we're using that for the benefit of our family. Okay. Now, one thing I do want to mention is I had to simplify over and over and over again to be consistent in these areas. But again, we are shaping our kids' habits and tastes for life. Okay, the last area I want to talk about, that's a physical benefit of homeschooling and mom's I fully acknowledge that this is not like a comprehensive overview of the physical advantages, but I just wanted to touch on some of the really basic things because it can be easy to forget that these these are actually some of the benefits of homeschooling and then we we don't take advantage of them. We don't make a point. We're not intentional to make sure that we're taking advantage of them. So the final area is physical affection, okay? So our kids can have hugs anytime. We can touch them frequently. You know, when we're talking to them, we can put a hand on their shoulder. We can hold their hand in our hand, especially those kids that physical touch is really important. A lot of times when we're correcting or directing, holding their hand is what, or touching their shoulder helps them pay attention to what we're telling them. We can hold them in our laps. Um, Reading time is so much different compared to a classroom. I remember our kids, um, they love to sit and snuggle and read and things like that, but they also love to do things like read upside down, especially the boys, or read while they're sitting in a tree. You know, there's no way any of that would be possible in a classroom. And the sky is the limit when we're homeschooling. Also, I do want to mention that we can notice when our kids aren't feeling well and we can waylay 
um, any sicknesses that are coming, you know, for like, you know what, you're, you're not looking real good. I think we should maybe have you skip schoolwork today. Let's lay, why don't you lay down with a book? Here's some water, here's some homeopathy or, you know, or, you know, some extra vitamin C or some healthy food. I'm going to make you a smoothie with some extra vitamins in it to help you fight this off. Do you see how we get in front of things? We can get in front of so many things, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. But again, today we're talking about physical stuff. Um, Are we taking advantage of that or are we actually running our kids down? So we need to be careful. That's the other thing is we can be watching. Okay, we're halfway through the week and these kids look like they're really starting to wear out. So maybe tomorrow we're going to skip the activity we would normally do and we're going to take a low key afternoon. Moms, we can make that call. Make that call for the good of your family and for your own good. You know, sometimes we're like, oh, I feel overwhelmed by having to to go do this activity. And sometimes we have to do it anyway. But, you know, maybe God is calling us to say no. I think it's worth stopping and pausing and praying and considering that maybe we should say no to something for the good of our family. But honestly, moms, when our kids are doing well physically, it makes it easier for them to grow, develop, and learn. It can also affect their senses and, or or, sorry, it can affect their success in so many areas, including character development, which also grows their confidence and their faith. And these are anchors, moms. These are anchors we want our kids to have as they become adults. We have a responsibility to make sure that our kids' physical needs are met. And just a little side note, if you have a child with disabilities, autism, this especially holds true. You know, you may not be making fabulous progress when it comes to quote unquote education, but if you are keeping the sensory things down so that your child can grow and develop more naturally and normally without so many challenges. Oh my goodness, what a blessing for that child. So mom, don't feel discouraged. Be encouraged by today's podcast. But again, because we homeschool, there's more accountability in all of these areas. Sleep, exercise, nutrition, daily habits, hygiene. I challenge you to take a pause and think about the physical benefits that you can take advantage of that are specific to your children's needs, to your needs, to your husband's needs. Nurture that family, recognize the physical benefits of homeschooling and take advantage of them. Lord, I lift up each and every mom here today. I ask that she would be encouraged and challenged. I pray that you would bring to mind any areas um, that we've talked about today or even ones we haven't. Would you use this podcast as a springboard for creativity and ways to nurture our families even better and to take advantage of the physical benefits of homeschooling. In Jesus' name, amen. Moms, before you leave, I'd like you to consider a resource. Classical Conversations equips parents with a proven curriculum and support from a local community of homeschool families, all walking the same path together. You're their first teacher, be their best teacher. Learn more ways to make homeschooling doable at classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Have a wonderful day.